You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 64. And today we are exploring the longevity plan. I know all of you ladies here who listen, you want to live a long and healthy life and you want to age gracefully no matter what your age. So what's the secret? Well, that's what we're talking about today. We're looking and exploring at how to have a healthy, long life. So with no further ado, let's dive on in and see how we do that. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint. Have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode. And today, like you heard in the intro, we are going to be talking about eating for longevity. But before we get started, I just wanted to give a listener shout out to our listener, Brenda, because I asked a question, not last podcast, but the podcast before about, do you really want your medical provider to be telling you the truth? And also, do you feel that you need to be putting in 50%, if not more effort into that relationship to get out of it, what you need. And so I asked that question and she was so kind. She wrote in and she said, and as for your question, Michelle, about talking straight to patients or beating around the bush, my vote is for the straight talk as a college professor. I'm sorry, as a college counselor, I get to know each student first so that they would respect my straight talk. Once they knew I had their best interests at heart and that I wanted to walk with them toward their goal, they loved me for my honesty almost 98% of the time. So thank you so much for Brenda for saying that. And you know what? That's the same thing here. I hope that you love me 98% of the time for being truthful with you and telling you, you know, the reality of what's going on out there in the healthcare world. And the reason that I can tell you that is because I'm practicing in it, you know, every single day I practice two days a week in an, in, in an inpatient facility, I do hospice and I go out and do in-home health risk assessments for insurance companies. So I see it from all different perspectives. And I can tell you that you really need to be your own number one self-care advocate and your number one health care advisor. Because if you don't understand your own health and you don't understand how your body works and you don't understand how the system works and you don't understand how your insurance works, then you, my friend, are going to be having a very sad time of it because your insurance companies are not out there for you. They're out there for themselves. So it's up to you to know how it works and how it doesn't work and what it covers and what it doesn't cover. That's your responsibility. Don't lay it on your insurance company because like I said, they're not out there for you. And as much as myself and for all my fellow um, medical providers as my colleagues, 
would say, you know, we are here as much as we can be. And we try to do the very, very, very best for each and every one of our patients, including you, if you happen to be our patient. And for all of you who are listening, we do our very best. But again, we need your help. Okay. The relationship is a two-way street, so it cannot be just on this end. So here's the other thing too. I get asked this a lot on our show notes, on our um, Facebook page, on our podcast page. And people ask me, you know, why do I always keep going back to nutrition? Why do I go back to exercise and sleep? And I talk so much about de-stressing and self-care and self-love. Well, here's the reason ladies is because those are things that we can control. Okay. Those are things that we can control. We can control what goes in our mouths. We can control how much we exercise. We can control our sleeping patterns we can control our stress. We can control all of that. Okay. So why not talk about and try to change the things that we can control versus sitting here and trying to beat around the bush and beat the dead horse, you know, to no end of things that we can't control. So like I cannot control the amount of pollution that's pumped into our atmosphere or our air every day, but I can control putting good nutritious food in my body. That's going to help my body fight off those free radicals that I have to breathe every day. So to me, it's more important to talk about and to stress and to reiterate all the time and keep coming back full circle to all those things that we can keep doing to help ourselves to stay healthy. And the things that we can't control, well, we just can't control them. And we'll just have to leave those into the higher hands of other things. So with that said, I wanted to talk to you about longevity and how what we eat can help with longevity. Okay. Because, you know, some people say ladies that aging is a disease and maybe some of you look at aging as a disease as well. But there are some people like Nicholas Gillette, who's a manager at the Dole Nutrition Institute in California. And he says that aging is a normal process that none of us can prevent, but which we can slow down. And it's where your diet comes in. That's what can help you slow down the aging process. And we're all looking for those anti-aging solutions through creams, through all the things that we do. So ladies, research shows that was completed on fruits and vegetables regarding longevity, it has provided clues as to how to live longer and more healthily. But how do we achieve this when over 80% of adults have at least one chronic disease? And sometimes those are not the fun ones either. They're like type 2 diabetes. They could be cardiovascular. They could be even cancer. And 50% of those people of those 80 per, of those 80% have at least two of the above ailments. At the same time, 90% do not even eat their own recommended three to six cups of fruits and vegetables daily that are recommended according to the dietary guidelines for America. And that's the sad diet I have you mind you. Okay. The sad American diet. So if we look at a hundred percent of our population, about 80% of that population has some form of illness. Okay. And it can be little things. It can be irritable bowel. It can be diabetes. It can be fatty liver. It can be cancer. It can be, you know, any of those. And of that 
More than 50% of those people have at least one or two types of illnesses. So a lot of people just don't have diabetes. They have high cholesterol on top of it and, or they have hypertension or they have hypertension and high cholesterol. You know, so most of my patients have one or more, if not three or four different disease entities that they're trying to combat all at one time. So listen up because your mother was right when she said, and she told you to eat your vegetables. Okay. Because environmental factors like being exposed to sunlight or cigarette smoking and free radicals are things that cause us humans to age and to experience changes like wrinkled skin, graying hair, and our bones to get all brittle. Researchers tell us that the phytonutrients, which give fruits and vegetables their color and flavor, are what can protect us against aging and even repair the damage to our bodily cells. So apples and onions have antioxidants in them, such as quercetin, which could well be more powerful than vitamin C in protecting our brain. And what you find in berries, grapes, and cherries called anthocyanins can help to retain your memory as you get older. So what about spinach and all those other leafy greens? Well, they have antioxidants called lutein. You must have heard how lutein is the leader when it comes to fighting macular degeneration. And that's a a disease of the eye as we get older. And trust me, ladies, all of us are going to get there someday. So right now is the time to start protecting our bodies and using our food as medicine and using our food as a weapon against all these different damaging things that can happen to us. So it makes pretty good sense that as we are aging, we need to eat foods that take care of our bones and we, and that make them healthy. Broccoli, for example, will provide 175% of your vitamin C and K needs, let alone other top minerals like magnesium, folate, and potassium, which are all excellent sources for bone health, preventing fractures from occurring. When people eat more than two cups of fruits and vegetables on a daily basis, they can decrease their mental health by as much as 38% compared to those who only eat less than one half cup of vegetables and fruit per day. So what does that say? It's telling us that we need to get eating the recommended, if not more. And the recommended now is seven to 13 in my book. And if you're exercising or doing anything strenuous, then you need to be doing a lot more. So diet plans always go and they talk about low carbs and high carbs, low fats and high fats. But what's true when it comes to longevity, how much of these you take in is what is important. Your nutrition and your diet needs to be high in good unsaturated fats. These are oils like olive oils and eating almonds, walnuts, and salmon. Your diet should also be high in complex carbs, like those which come from whole bread, vegetables, and legumes. And it should be low in sugar, and we talked about that in our last episode. Keeping things like pasta, rice, fruit juices, etc. down. It's because those get converted to sugar by the time they get to your intestine. So we all should be thinking also about nutrition or nourishment from supplements because your body consists of an army of cells always at war to keep the bad guys out. And who is the enemy? Well, the enemy is things like molecules and oxygen that damage your cells and DNA. It is a bacteria or a virus that wants to defeat your immune system. Your cells need excellent ammunition and rations to fight the enemy. So it makes perfect sense then that you need the healthiest essential fatty acids, protein, supplements, minerals, and yes, even the right and sufficient amount of natural sugar to fight disease. 
If the nutrients that go into your body aren't up to par, ladies, then you will lose some of your battles against these diseases. You cannot let your defenses down, and you have to be prepared for the onslaught to your health at any time. And we are being onslaught from every which direction. I mean, you drive in your car, you're sitting in traffic, you're breathing those fumes. We're using, you know, all kinds of chemical pesticides around our house to kill bugs. We use all those chemical cleaners in our house, a lot of people. So, you know, you have to learn to detox and get rid of some of that stuff because the less insults, the better. And the more fruits and vegetables and good, st- good stuff that we're putting into our bodies, the more that we're going to be able to help that onslaught from happening. All right. So to get all your requirements nutritionally, you need a variety of excellent foods. It's best to choose from those foods that come from your grandparents and grandparents' table. Pick the types of foods they ate back simply because all of those intolerance of foods that we have today, of which there are many, it is best to avoid the ones that weren't around that weren't on your ancestors' table because even though the evidence is not clear yet, it is becoming more and more possible that consuming the wrong foods based on your ancestry could be well associated with lots of other diseases such as autoimmune disorders or some types of Crohn's disease, colitis, and type 1 diabetes. So there's a book out, and I'm sure a lot of people heard of it. It's called, you know, Eating for Your Blood Type. Now, I'm not here to say that I follow or believe in any one particular diet because I don't. I believe in eating healthy. But there are some studies that are coming about that are showing that you need to look back at your ancestry and see what they were eating. And that's what maybe we should be eating some well as well too. So another thing for eating for longevity is to eat two meals a day. Try and definitely eat your breakfast, ladies, every day, and then another major meal during the day. If necessary, you can add in a nourishing low-sugar, low-calorie snack every day. If you're losing muscle or weight mass, it will be preferable for you to eat three meals a day and to snack. Try never to skip breakfast because doing so has been associated with an increased risk of age-related diseases according to several studies. You need to break that fast. Eat every day within a 12-hour window. So many people who are older and who are healthy today attest to that fact that they eat all their meals and snacks well within 11 to 12 hours or less every day. So if you eat breakfast at 8 a.m., it means you would finish your last meal at 8 p.m. A shorter eating window would be 10 hours, effective for weight loss, although it's harder to maintain. Remember, it is best to eat within three hours of going to sleep. And again, there's a lot out there that's circling around about intermittent fasting and how intermittent fasting can be helpful too, because you're giving your body periods of rest when you're not eating or digesting and you're just allowing your body to be calm and at peace. So moving on, practice fasting twice a year. Okay. So if you have no major illnesses and you have no health concerns, then you should think about trying to fast or undergo at least two periods of fasting in the years for five days each where you eat somewhere between eight to a hundred from 800 to 1000 calories a day. The effects of these fasting types on diets on longevity and health are quite remarkable. It has the benefits of fasting without being too extreme on those low calorie days, eat foods such as vegetables and nuts. The body thinks it's in a fasting state and research shows that when you deprive the body this way, your cells actually start regenerating, going into survival mode, starting to repair themselves. Furthermore, fasting is known to kill off cancer cells and reverse autoimmune disorders, as well as significantly reduce the risk of Alzheimer's. So again, you can either do, you know, I say twice a year fasting, 
spring, you know, summer and fall, because, you know, here in California, we really don't get a lot of spring or you can even do intermittent fasting. Another thing. Okay. So longevity foods are a hundred percent real foods. So when you're thinking about foods to eat for longevity, think about enhancing foods, many of which cannot be simply replaced in a laboratory. Due to their wide diversity and uniqueness, these longevity foods are counted as therapeutic grade foods. It means they are recommended and even used historically as being healing agents. These foods are considered as preventative nutrition as part of the longevity diet. It is also a known fact that living in the 20th century, strategic supplementation is vital, okay? Because right now, our food is not as nutritious as it used to be. That's why you hear me all the time saying that I get behind and I support and I share Juice Plus because it's whole food nutrition. So if you're going to get a good supplement, get a good whole food-based nutrition supplement. And if you want to know any more about Juice Plus, please reach out to me and I'd be more than happy to tell you a little bit more about it, okay? Those synthetic and chemically enhanced nutrients that are available today can actually throw our body's metabolic rhythm out of sync completely or off balance. It is for this reason that we need to turn our attention to whole foods that contain all the active compounds and which are not extracted by the use of chemical solvents and which have a historical lineage, key components to anti-aging. So here's some superfoods from the ocean, microalgae, marine phytoplankton, spirulina, and cholera. Other superfoods are aloe vera, coconut, bee products, honey, bee pollen, royal jelly, cacao, caffeine. Yes, you heard me say caffeine and herbamate. Okay. These are all things that are readily available out there. You may already be taking them, but there's some other things that you may want to think about adding to your nutrition to help you with longevity. Okay. So then moving on, let's talk about other lifestyle elements that can help you with your longevity, no matter what age you are, because each and every day, every new day, that is, we are another day older. So we're all aging. I don't care how old you are. So the first thing is sleep. We talk about this a lot. Like I said earlier, we can control our sleep. Sleep is the one other thing besides exercising and eating that is considered top priority. If you are looking to age gracefully, then you need to sleep. Many fitness trackers today report on the importance of quality and quantity of sleep. Lack of quality sleep proves to be bad for brain functioning and raises the risk of Alzheimer as well. And it makes you fatter too, because when you are deprived of sleep, it leads to cravings for carbohydrates. And we've mentioned this in other podcast episodes as well. Next stress. We all know without having to be told that stress certainly leads to health problems that can actually cause the demise of people. Stress can actually kill you. Stress has the ability to damage just about every system of the body. It is of the utmost importance to lower your stress level for the sake of your longevity and for your overall health. There are plenty of natural stress relieving herbs, foods, and activities to involve yourself in. And exercising is one good way and it's cheap and everybody can do it. Next is take time off. Do you work late into the night hours? Or do you play harder after hours? Do you ever take time off where all your emails and your phones are switched off and you do not go near them? What about a good holiday? If you're like a lot of us busy professionals and entrepreneurs, you might just be doing too much work that causes stress. Look, ladies, we all need to use our brains for sure. And some stress is good. But when we overwork the brain, we, in we inhibit its ability to function properly. 
Taking a full week off every six months should be part of your healthy longevity lifestyle, or at least planning a vacation or a staycation, or when you meet major deadlines, give yourself a pat on the back, do something good for yourself. Okay. Also take a look at the air that we breathe. Air pollution today accounts for over 6.5 million deaths, and recent studies in the U.S. shows that pollution increases our risk of mortality by the more than 13%. Wow. There's not much that we can do, like I said, to improve the air that we breathe beyond trying our best to avoid all that firsthand and secondhand smoke breathed in on a daily basis. Try and avoid doing your workouts outdoors unless the air is of good quality. So that is one thing that we can't control, but we can do all these other things to help improve our body. So it helps fight the things that we can't control. Next happiness counts. When you are happy ladies and optimistic, you add years to your life period. And I did a whole three series on happiness, the science of happiness, you know, all of that. So go back and listen to those episodes. They are really good. And listen to the episodes on stress. If you need to re listen to those and learn something there. Do you consider your, your happiness as important element of, of a long and healthy life ladies? Or do you always say, Oh, I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy when, well, why not be happy now? Because you never know how long we have or when that, when is going to happen. If you aren't, you need to consider making yourself a happy regimen, which consists of foods that can boost happiness and activities to do that bring you happiness and joy. It is always better to give them is also, sorry about that is also better to give than to receive involving yourself in activities, ladies, where you benefit others who are less fortunate than you always brings more joy to you. And it brings inner satisfaction, which can also, what did we say in many episodes before raise our endorphins next companionship, feeling lonely is not a good sign. It can take gears off your life. And if you are lonely, then you need to find some way to get some companionship. Research shows that being lonely and affected by it is as equally as bad as smoking. You need to spend good times with family and friends or significant others as part of your longevity lifestyle. You need to get involved in activities. Don't be a stay home, lonely person by yourself. Community. It was noticed in researching the life of people who live to be centenarians in the blue zones. Maybe some of you heard those zones where these people live to be well over a hundred and they did document, document studies on them and they did documentary films on them. What do they eat? What's their lifestyle like? They lived in tight knit communities that they shared each other's ups and downs, kind of chipping in and sympathizing in the bad times and rejoicing in the good times. It is not necessary for you to go to those lengths if that's not you, but the research did make powerful cases where participating in a community and giving of yourself to your church or to clubs or to boys and girls things or whatever it is, does wonder for your body and soul. And that's why I invite all of you each and every week to come over and join the Well Woman Network 360 group on Facebook. Can't have a group over on Instagram, wish we could, but come over and join us because that's where community is. We have a fabulous bunch of ladies. We talk, I give you little challenges. We, I give you recipes and we really foster community there. And that's what it's about fostering community as women. It is so important to reach out to one another, to share with each other, the good times, the bad times, the pains, you know, have each other's backs, you know, get rid of and break down the barriers of, 
you know, sex and religion and politics and just stand together as a group and a body of women, no matter our age, no matter any of that stuff, you know, the more that we share who we are and, you know, and our successes and our downtimes and our trials that can help somebody else, then we're contributing to the race called woman. And that's what I'm all for. So longevity, ladies, if you want it, you need good health and a sound mind. If you want to blow out those hundred candles on your hundredth birthday, and I don't care what age you are today, listening to this podcast, I'm hoping that you will get to be 100 years old. And you know, my mom's 87. She takes no medications and you know, she's doing fabulous because she takes care of what goes in her mouth. And she watches that. And that's what we all need to do. And I get on her and make sure that she's healthy and she's taking her good supplements and she does her puzzles for her brain, even though she's getting a little bit of Alzheimer's, you know, and I make sure that my whole family does the same. And since I consider you my family, I want you to do the same too. So today, there you have it. How to have longevity through nutrition, through lifestyle, through happiness, through companionship, you know, through having a good life. So I hope you learned something from today. And like I said, again, please come over to our Facebook group, Well Woman Network 360 and join the community, join the conversation. Please follow us over on Instagram under Well Woman Network. And we also just formed a podcast page for the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. Don't have any photos up yet, but please start following us because we will be getting photos up and talking to you about all the different things that are coming around on the podcast. So I know you have a lot of things that you can listen to each week in your ears. And so I thank you so much for being here. Please leave us a rating review over on Instagram. I mean, over on iTunes and come over again and join us in the group. I love you from the bottom of my heart and may God richly bless you and have a blessed week and bye for now.